is the morning after with Nick and Big J, and here we sit on a Monday, the 23rd day of November, 2020. My name, well, that would be Nick, everybody. Hey, Nick. Hey, look, there's Big J. Here I am. Hey, Big J, how was the weekend, pal? Here I am. It went by way too fast. What happened? I don't know, man. Just because you had a lot of stuff going on? Yeah, I did. What'd you have to do? Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to ruin all of it, but um, some chores, some running around. Picking That's up things. Pretty much your answer every weekend. How is well? I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. I mean, you want to hear my mundane chores of, you know, going to the grocery store. Well, you store, can't tell me that it's been a hugely busy, crazy that weekend. Was, and then that go, oh, I just picked up a few pieces Com- of trash in my house. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make I, it a busy I weekend. I took out the garbage a couple times. Sure, I hope so, but that's, I mean, you know. There's nothing to do. You can't go anywhere. Well, then it wasn't busy. No, it was, though. I was very busy doing <laughs> stuff. I did a lot of work. Uh-huh. Probably more than I really wanted to over the weekend, but what are you going to do? Uh, things have to be done, we, Big J. We, we got a, a special fun thing planned this coming week. Uh, oh, yeah, it's not a secret anymore. The promos have been running all weekend, so people know what's going on. The uh, the fun little weekend that we have planned coming up uh, beginning on Old Turkey Day is going to take over the radio station on Thursday and run all the way through Sunday. So tune in to hear some great bands that you saw live thanks to the X. That's the idea behind the whole extended weekend. Nothing but bands the X has brought to town. Because uh, we miss doing that, man. I'll tell you what. I, uh, I haven't even count. I've thought about doing a count, like how many days it's been. I think the last show we, we were both went to the same thing. Yeah, Crowbot was our last yeah. show that we saw. That was that was February twenty seventh was the date of that show. Uh, and so that was God, the man. last day that we had. And now I don't know of things because I mean, really, we went on operation. You know, things changed on St. Patrick's Day around these parts, anyway. Yeah. And uh, and so there had to have been some sort of event that you could have gone to before then. But anything I'm guessing pre St. Patty's Day, whatever the last event you went to was the last big thing. 270 days. It's a long time. Uh, and listen, I don't see anything on the horizon that's going to change me anyway. Aside from, you know, some local shows and things like right, that. Right. No, things have happened. Yeah. I'm just saying uh, I'm not going to be going to a, lo- a show, local or otherwise, for a while. That's just how I'm playing this out. I got kids, yo. And so uh, we are attempting to sally forth through all that kind of stuff and tell you how much we miss the live stuff. We miss you people. We do. It's been a long, long time. Uh, And these walls, Big J, they're nice and big, but they can be empty sometimes. You understand? These empty walls. Like hearts. Uh, But, of course, today on the show, we will also have a little bit of fun. Big J has some Man of Monday action for you, which I'm sure is what he was alluding to earlier this morning. Uh, Plus, another chance to qualify for Santa's sack this particular week. We're adding more to it. We'll get some information on that as well. So it shall be a busy one. But we also play music, too, like Sponge. It's plowed on the (laughs) X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Are you in it to win it? The Idaho Lottery's got their $1 million raffle. It has the best odds of winning a million bucks. And it's on sale right now, so jump into an Idaho Lottery retailer near you and pick yourself up a ticket, maybe two. Best chance to win in a million bucks happening at the end of the year. Numbers are in for Sunday. Idaho added 828 total cases of the coronavirus, bringing the state closer to 92,000 cases total. Based on data released by the state and its public health districts, Idaho added 188 probable 640 confirmed cases on Sunday. Uh, Top that on the uh, 1,600, a little over 1,600 that was reported 
Saturday morning and a little over 900 that was reported yesterday. Uh, again, the weekend numbers tend to go down a little bit, so we'll see where they are come today. One new death reported the state's two-week average of daily cases did increase to 1,358. Basically, that's how many cases we had on average last week, which is fairly high. Hospitalization numbers continue to be an all-time high, as do ICU numbers. So, And then we got Thanksgiving coming up this week, BJ, so the fun really starts. Great. Boise State had beat Hawaii uh, very early in the morning on Sunday, 40-32. to 32. Did you watch a second of this game? Uh, yeah. What did you see? Because I didn't get to see a second of it. Your breakdown of it, please. Uh, I didn't get to watch much of it. Oh. Uh, but uh, they, they, they had a hard time stopping the run. Yeah, that seems to be a running theme uh, for the Broncos. But, but they keep it together enough, and, and they got enough great players that they just kind of, you know, uh, hang in there in these in these tough games. So, Yeah, and so the uh, the Broncos allowed 141 yards on the ground, 253 through the air, struggled a little bit in the first quarter, got it together in the second quarter, and then Hawaii almost rallied in the fourth to come with an eight, but final score 40-32. to Bachmeyer with a touchdown, 278 through the air. Andrew Van Buren, 113 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Your offensive MVP so far this season has to be Khalil Shakir, right? Oh, yeah. Without, with without. another 11 catches, 130 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, maybe, you know, he's battling it out with Avery Williams for team MVP, I would say. Because that guy is something special. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he is. Uh, Why do they keep kicking the ball? I don't know, but he'll he'll take it. At least kick it out of bounds. Twenty yards penalty. every time he touches it uh, when he's returning something for sure. So a good game for the Broncos. Congratulations to them. Bad game for Joe Burrow. Uh, that's going to do it for him. He ended up getting carting off on the field yesterday to an injury to his left knee. Uh, looks like it's going to be an ACL, and that's going to do it for the season for him. Nothing official yet until a diagnosis comes in, but. Uh, Ryan Finley, you remember him, Big J? Yeah, of course. He may be the starting quarterback now for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but listen, man, I mean, Joe Burrow was having a really good year, but with that offensive line, I mean, they have to shore that up. Otherwise, they're just uh, that's that's the game they're playing. You know yeah. what I mean? Just playing with fire until something terrible happens, and that's what's going on uh, there in Cincinnati. Steelers improved the ten and zero with a twenty-seven to three win over Jacksonville. Chargers over the Jets, thirty-four twenty-eight. Cowboys beat the Vikings. Big J. Uh, every team in that division now has three wins. Who the hell is going to win it? Who knows? Panthers uh, blank the Lions, twenty to nothing. Broncos over the Dolphins by a touchdown. Titans beat the Ravens in overtime. Uh, Washington football team ended up beating the Bengals, twenty to nine. Saints over the Falcons, twenty-four to nine. Texans beat the Patriots. Browns over the Eagles. Colts beat the Packers in overtime. And the Chiefs last night against the Raiders on Sunday Night Football tonight. You've got Rams, Buccaneers on Monday night. Hopefully, you enjoy some of that. Dun 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 dun. Big J, Dave Grohl has admitted defeat in his ongoing drum battles with 10-year-old Nandy Bushell. Uh, the two have gone back and forth on various rock songs during the pandemic, which, of course, we featured on uh, this particular show, Jay did while I was on vacation, and you got to see some videos as well That's on the X's Facebook page. The Foo Fighters frontman was a recent guest on Stephen Colbert where he said, uh, there was nothing I could do. I was literally being called out by the school bully. I'll see you on the playground after school every time she would put out these vo- these videos on her page and be like, oh, God, I'm going to get my ass kicked again. <laughs> Grohl uh, first took notice after she shared her take on Nirvana's In Bloom on YouTube earlier this year. And she and Grohl said she's beating the crap out of her drum set. And when she does these drum rolls, she screams. And I was like, oh, my God, this kid's a force of nature. Uh, and so he was having fun with her online. And he finally said that she 
was the winner. Of course, he was that talking. Means, Go ahead. I was gonna say that means he's got he's he doesn't have time anymore. He's gotta he's gonna put out. <laughs> he's time to do the promoting. Yeah, the record cycle. New on. album coming out. Uh, Medicine at Midnight will be released on February fifth. The new single is called Shame Shame. You can hear it here on the X. And yeah, that's basically it. I got other stuff going on, but it was fun messing around, kid. Congratulations on your victory. That was embarrassing for you. Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, it's been pretty grim here as of late when it comes to Man Up uh, stories. And, and I'd like to report, Nick, uh, a small victory for yours truly. Like a gutter-esque victory? Yeah, like I did something right and uh, I might as well, you know, brag about it while I can. Okay. And uh, that is, uh, while we're, uh, let's see, uh, getting closer to winter, uh, I realized that uh, we had to get our emissions test done on uh, the Mustang, new to the state of Idaho. Okay. And uh, it'd been a while since I'd driven the Mustang, went out to turn it uh, turn it over, and pff, dead battery. Uh-huh. So, uh, what do you do? You gotta take the battery out, Nick. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know what? I managed to do that. Nice. I popped the hood of my car, and I got out tools. Uh-huh. I used them properly, removed the battery, and then uh, charged that thing up, put it back in, and then took it to get the emissions done. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you bought a new battery. No, and no. replaced you, it. No, you didn't have to replace it. You just have to charge it up. Uh, and uh, did you pass? No. No, it didn't pass emissions, and uh, here's the here's the here's the reason why is because I had removed the battery, and I uh, didn't give it enough time to uh, to reacclimate to get all the systems back up and running. I love that the victory turned into a fail somehow, though. No, the victory in here was that I got the car started. But still, now you got to go back and get your emissions tested again. Oh yeah, no big deal. That part's not a big deal. Uh, but uh, just you know, for the it, it, was, it was one of those things. I'm like, why would it? You know, he explained it. Uh, the, the, his name is Bear. He explained it to me uh, that uh, listen, if you you know you, you take out the battery and it you know takes away all the systems, and I didn't take it out and drive it around. So now I got to do go do that. But still, I felt pretty good about the fact that uh, a um like this is a high performance motor, and so I'm like, was it more difficult than you had anticipated? Uh, no, but at the same time, I don't want to mess something up. Uh-huh. I don't want to drop something. Very nerve-wracking. But you got it done. How long but did I, it take? 35 minutes. Very good. I suppose. I, I guess don't I don't know. Somewhere in that amount of time. And, uh, yeah, but so it was one of the rare times where I get under the hood. I'm not mechanically completely uninclined, but at the same time, I'm not under there changing my own oil, mm-hmm. okay, or flushing all the fluids out of my own car. Who does that? Real men. Yeah, that have granted garages. Uh, yeah, and so uh, you know the things that you won't find in my garage: oil pans and all that stuff. But I managed to get out a wrench or two and use it. So well, congratulations! I'm sorry it didn't Thank pass, you, but I'm happy that you were able to complete oh, the task pass. that you wanted it to do. Yeah, I mean it's a matter of time. You just got to take it for a drive. Have you planned out a a, a course yet for the Mustang? No, I did. I drove it most of the weekend. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so, uh, good luck with that, and congratulations, Big J. Victories are uh, few and far between I know, these days. and they have to be celebrated. I mean, we have to celebrate them. Otherwise, it's just dark. Well, listen, and uh, let's be honest. Nobody else is going to celebrate you changing out your battery for two seconds. <laughs> You're right about that. So, they should. You might as well throw a party might help, for yourself. Might help me out. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. According to a new survey, they have figured out if you're going to get divorced or not, courtesy of how you sleep. 
Uh, it's weird, but apparently the position that you sleep in can be some sort of weird psychosomatic wave signal way of deciding that your relationship is over. A new survey finds that 90% of couples that got divorced said they slept in the female spoon position before what? getting divorced. What does that mean? That is both people laying on their sides and then the woman is spooning the man, you understand? So oh, okay. man's big spoon, female little spoon. And if you sleep in that particular position, that apparently means that your relationship is in trouble. How? I don't know. Specifically, 86% said this is the most common sleeping position they found themselves in before calling it quits on their marriage. Some experts say that this position is an indication that something is disconnected with the relationship. And one sleep science coach adds that uh, women tend to sleep in this position when they're not getting enough attention or affection. And in turn, this is said to make men feel like they have been doing something wrong or are being smothered by their partner. And therefore, even though neither person enjoys that position, they sleep in that position. Then they're like, you know what? Game set match. I'm done with this. Huh. So I guess there's some deep psyche stuff connected to that kind of thing. So if you find yourself in the spooning position, watch out. You have been warned. I spoon myself. Explain how that works. I sleep in that position, but by myself. Then what are you holding on to and spooning? A pillow. Well, then you're spooning the pillow. You and that pillow are about to head to real issues, yep. man. That pillow's probably seen some things. Boise State has now beat the <laughs> Hawaii Rainbow Warriors nine straight times, dating back to 2008. They won uh, technically early Sunday morning. 40-32, jumped out to a lead and then kind of hung on there towards the end, found a way to win. So congratulations to Boise State for picking up the victory against the old Rainbow Warriors. It's nice. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, I think San Diego State's next, isn't it? Saturday at home. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. The rivalry, quote-unquote, continues. Steelers, Chargers, Cowboys, Panthers, Broncos, Titans, Washington, Saints, Texans, Browns, Colts, Chiefs, all winners yesterday on the gridiron. Tonight, we've got Buccaneers-Rams on Monday Night Football, if you'd like to watch it. NBA free agency also started over the weekend. The Boston Celtics are making sure that Jason Tatum is headed for the team for a while. They agreed to a five-year, $195 million deal that does include a player option. Donovan Mitchell also agreed to a similar deal to stick around in Utah over the weekend. No real huge names kind of moving around right now. Uh, Those are going to mostly come via trade, if I had to guess, but... Either way, free agencies up. Teams are bulking up their benches and things like that. The sequel to Black Panther is set to begin filming in Atlanta in July of next year. No matter what, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Leticia White, Lupita Luongo, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett all expected to return. Uh, Some saying that Wright's character may take on a more prominent role. Marvel hasn't revealed how they're planning on proceeding without Chadwick Bosman, of course, but they are saying that he will not be digitally put into the movie. So whatever way that they're going to go, it's going to be in a different way than uh, we've seen with like Princess Leia or something like that. So sad, man. So yeah, it's awful. Uh, but either way, uh, they're going to make it happen. So Black Panther 2 is still on the way. Of course, they had to completely rewrite everything and figure out where they were going to go. And I mentioned that impacts the Marvel Cinematic Universe down the road as well. You know, uh, But we'll have to see what ends up happening and how they uh, opt to go with Black Panther 2. But it'll start filming next year. In my own private hell? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We got a weird one today, Big J. 
We got a weird one. As we are headed to London for today's We're Going to Hell story. Hello. Uh, The Design Museum is a museum there in London that encourages people, scientists, regular people, don't have to be a scientist, but they encourage you to come up with designs of the year. And they give this award out every single year. And it's basically a new or innovative product that may or may not be commercially available. Usually not. The idea is just basically a design of something. And usually there's some sort of message attached to it. That's their thing. For the betterment of humanity. Do you understand, Big yeah, J? Yeah. And so they've given this award out for the last couple of years. But this year, there's a little bit of controversy. Because oh. uh, the company, quote unquote, that won it, has got a very particular message that they're sending, and they've done so in a slightly disturbing way. You're familiar with the old adage, you are what you eat, right? Sure. I'm a taco. Look at me. Or, Big J, possibly you could be human flesh, which is technically what you are. When you think about it. I am human flesh. Because the uh, company is called Euroboros, and they have, dev- they have invented a lab-created version of human flesh steak. Why, man? Uh, So that you can technically grow from scratch your own slab of human flesh in which to grill it up and I assume consume it. Now, Grace Knight, one of the designers, uh, told the design museum that, listen, this is its not technically cannibalism, Big J. (laughs) Because, you know, you didn't destroy somebody in which to it sure Consume sounds like them. you're working your way up to it. But man, it's cannibalistic adjacent. I'll tell you what. It really is. Cannibalistic adjacent. It's very close to it. Yeah, I mean, why? Why would you even want to... I mean, it seems like dangerous to... Just that is the, that, that is a very good question. Now, the question that a lot of people had was why? Now, the idea is... Once again, the company is on the record saying they don't want this to be available in stores. They don't want people to actually do this. The whole reason why they created this as a possibility was to kind of shine a light on lab-grown meat. It is a thing, you know? They are searching for ways to grow beef, other types of meat in lab environments, i.e. they're giving it some sort of it's better than killing animals kind of a sideline to it uh but of course this company points out that all of these steaks of human flesh that they have created were done so using real human blood so they are like some sort of i mean there's there's some humanity involved in and they their company was basically meant to point out the fact that you can't create lab grown beef without doing using a specific type of blood from cows or any kind of animal that basically means that they were slaughtered while they were pregnant does that make sense big j and so they're basically trying to point out the fact that hey listen you may think it's safer for animals because they tell you that but the reality of it is they've got to do some pretty grim and gruesome stuff in order to make this lab in or this beet meat in labs and go from there so is it really better for the animal question mark and it's a i suppose legitimate question it all depends on what side of the fence you fall on and then the other side of it is, of course, that, you know, lab-grown meat has not reached FDA approval, although there is some whispers that it could before the end of the year. 
And so that was kind of their way of saying, hey, listen, if you can grow meat in labs, when do we stop, Big J? Because right here's some human steaks that you can grill up on your Traeger if you want to, buddy. No, thank you. Heavy salt, heavy pepper. Two minutes each side, they say. That's how it works. And you'll be good to go. Uh, these uh, these man steaks that they have made look about as gross as you can imagine, Big J. They don't look... It looks like an arm. No, no. It's just like little chunks of like meat. It's weird. In like circular Petri dishes that are very off-putting. But just so you know, you can grill up some meat. Human meat. If you want to. Weirdos. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. That is corn. That is blind here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is 100.3, the X-Rocks. One of those deals, Big J, where, quite frankly, I'm surprised it took us this long to get to this particular point. But why not in the year 2020 can you spice up your Christmas tree a little bit more than you normally would? Sure. And if you're guessing how you do that, it's usually with pizzazz, you know, ornaments. Or in this particular case, Big J, pornaments. How about that? Huh? What? Yeah. Uh, why not have some fun with your holiday tree this year? I'm quite frankly surprised that we took us so long to have a particular line of ornaments called pornaments, considering where we usually go with things. But here we are in 2020 with it. And uh, Pornaments is a naughty little website that offers creative and sexy ornaments that show Mr. Claus in a very different light picture. In case you listen, I, I'm I'm digging it. You're liking it. I'm liking the Santa Claus one. It's not profane. No, no, that's the other part of it. It's not profane at all. They're just a little bit out there, uh, like the Ready Teddy, which is the dominatrix bear, Big J. Uh, the Chim Chim Charlie, the hunky intern from the North Pole. There's the submissive Santa. Is that one the one you're talking about that you like? Uh, let's see. What is this one called? No, Big <laughs> Big Balls Claws. That's the one you like. Uh, there is the Deck the Balls ornament as well, or Christmas Pickle. Uh, I'll let you use your imagination when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, they each run from about $15 all the way up to $25. And uh, they're also all hand-painted, hand-painted glass. Oh, nice. So they're like the traditional ornaments that you are familiar with. They're just a little bit more merry. If the you one will. that sold out is the best. Ho, ho, hung. There you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, some of them are sold out. They're not all readily available. But it's fun for a gift. Uh, Secret Santa gift exchanges kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's Secret Santa all the way. You have to have a good sense of humor, of course. Uh, but I think if you do, you can have a little bit of fun with it. And so, if you needed an idea on how to spice up your holiday a little bit, and not too spicy, like there's nothing like obscene or anything on there, right, BJ? But there's a couple that might be uh, overly suggestive. Well, listen, they're not for your. You're not going to give them to somebody with, with that has kids, right? Ready, Teddy might be a little. That's out the there. dominatrix bear. Yeah. The one that's dressed up. Yeah, no, listen, I'm not saying that. Listen, all of them probably don't belong on a Christmas tree, if you're being perfectly honest. But there's nothing out there. Like, there's nothing. There's no excessive nudity or anything like that that would make it seem incredibly weird. All of them are weird without a doubt. Just nothing that would go, oh boy. It's for a good laugh. That's for damn sure. That's all you need to need it these days. Pornaments. New for your holiday tree this season. Thank you, 2020. Our. 
important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by our friends at the Idaho Lottery. Are you in it to win it? The Idaho Lottery's got a million dollar raffle, has the best odds of winning a million bucks, and it is on sale right now. So make sure you head to an Idaho Lottery retailer near you. Pick yourself up a raffle ticket, maybe two. Maybe win yourself a million bucks come the new year. Big J, would you describe yourself as dogmatic? No, not necessarily. How come? I don't know. Probably just because I'm a, too much of a cynic. Too much of a cynic? Yeah. Uh, so that you you feel like you you change your mind fairly easy. You yeah. Influenced one way or the other. You're not steadfast in your ways. Too old for that. You can teach an old dog new tricks. That's right. Uh, people that have those dogmatic views, you know, yeah, the kind of people that you can tell them a hundred different ways why they have an issue with something and they'll never change their mind about it. Well, uh, according to German researchers. They are the ones that are less likely to seek out information and make less accurate judgments as a result, according to a new study. Makes sense. Uh, dogmatic people are characterized by a belief that their worldview relaxes or reflects the absolute truth. You know, like nobody else is wrong but them, or nobody else is right but them, and the way that they think is right and everybody else is sounding wrong. Sounding very familiar. They are resistant to changing their mind. They found that when dogmatic people were faced with an uncertain situation, they're more likely to decline helpful additional information that would aid them in figuring it out. You know how sometimes like you try to teach somebody something by showing them something that's counter to what they're thinking? And some people are just like, no, I don't want to look at that. I'll never look at it. This is how it yeah. goes. That's, that's the problem. And then they leave and go to another social network <laughs> that's been created just for them? No, 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 no. That's different. No. But it's exactly the same. Uh, basically, the uh, the study workers are saying it's a cautionary tale. Uh, whether we think of ourselves as dogmatic or not, uh, if you're not looking at other information and trying to figure out how the other half is thinking or maybe even opening up your mind to any other kind of information, then you are dogmatic, whether you like it or not. And it's probably best and wise to check as much information as you can. There's nothing wrong with getting more information and making up your mind from that. Just like there's nothing wrong with changing your mind about something. I don't know why we've automatically considered that to be a bad thing. When you get more information about something, you go, you know what? I don't think I was right in this situation. Or, you know, I mean, you get wiser as you get older. You learn new things and you realize, listen, this wasn't necessarily at the time I believed it. But now I'm like, I see the other side of this. Right. Uh, But see, in some people's eyes, that makes you a flip-flopper picture. Well, I think there, I think that there, there are or times when the, the flip flop thing is real, but of course, it's generally in a short amount of time. You know, not only o- that, but, like but you can see yourself something. doing it for a particular reason. Right. Like flip flopping to me is something that you do uh, out of motivation of something else. Changing your mind about something is just changing your mind. You can you can do that all the time. Yeah. Boise State has uh, won. They have beat the Rainbow Warriors. Big J. The score is final. 42-32. Congratulations to the Broncos picking up a win. Uh, the whole San Diego State next. We had a Sunday chock full of football. Probably the biggest thing to come out of the weekend, unfortunately, was the loss of Joe Burrow. He uh, His knee bent the way that it should not go. And uh, he's going to take going to be done for the season, it looks like. Nothing is official, but I'd be shocked if he is back in that lineup uh, at any point this year. And so uh, the, the, uh, the Bengals... Just, uh, just couldn't get it quite get it together as it was. Washington beat them twenty to nine at the end of it. Uh, Miami ended their winning streak. The Lions got shut out by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Cowboys picked up a win. 
uh, to uh, to knock off the Vikings, 31 to 28. Uh, the Jets continue to lose. The Steelers continue to be undefeated. A couple overtime games yesterday. The Titans and the Colts winning in overtime. Uh, Chiefs and the Raiders played a great game on Sunday Night Football. And then you've got Monday Night Football matchup between the Rams and the Buccaneers tonight on your TV if you'd like to check that out. So the Colts for real? Um, I, I Listen, that defense is very, very good. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them that. I still I can't buy into. Listen, it's hard man, to trust Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, but I've been saying that for years. Like to me, Philip Rivers is, is like the definition of like a, a quarterback that would drive me crazy if he was on my team, because like every pass just like floats there. But yet it seems to find people no matter what. Right. And so uh, I, I really I don't know. Uh, I can't I can't give anybody any kind of inside lane on the AFC because I just think the Chiefs are going to run away with it. Uh, that Chiefs team is very good and can do pretty much whatever they want, whenever they want. And that is a reminder to everybody. And so uh, until the Chiefs lose in the playoffs, I don't think anybody in the AFC has got a real puncher's chance. Quite frankly, I think the league is the Chiefs to uh, to lose. Uh, I'd like them to repeat, as a matter of fact, which I told you off the air. Well, I already last bet you $10. $10. They're not going to make it. You don't even think they're making the Super Bowl, no. which I think is insane. Well, the Raiders almost beat them again last night. Yeah, but almost doesn't count, Big J. As sure Randy it does. will tell you several times. Big J, rest in peace to a Wipeout contestant. It was a matter of time before somebody died filming one of these reality shows, and it happened. Uh, reportedly in his 30s, a gentleman that was on the TV show Wipeout is now dead after being hospitalized following a medical emergency, according to multiple reports. Uh, the gentleman passed away on Wednesday after finishing the course for Wipeout, which was filming new episodes for their TBS relaunch. Uh, John Cena and Nicole Byer are hosting the show. Which, if you haven't watched on maybe uh, ABC or any of the myriad of streaming networks it's on, basically you have to do a whole bunch of physical things on a crazy-ass obstacle course and try to get through with your best time. And apparently it didn't happen, like, on the course, you know? He, he made it through the course and then apparently was having some shortness of breath, was taken to the hospital, and then later died. Contestants are urged and uh, do have to take a medical exam and pass the medical exam before they participate in their show. And so there's still some information coming out about it. But here we go. We got somebody on the TV show that passed away making one of these reality things. So be careful, Big J. Keep telling you this all the time. Oh, I would would die in the middle of it. Uh, I think you'd have a better time on Wipeout than you would uh, like American Ninja Warrior. I think you'd make it through Wipeout okay. No. Yeah, because, I mean, no. you're not going to complete the course, let's be honest, right? You know, it would be a little bit of swimming is really what would be the most out of you. When was the last time you had a good swim? It's been a while. All right. Wipeout it is. a good float from time to time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, let's get you qualified for Santa Sack. And I mean, the list is getting longer and longer of items that's going to be in there. Because now uh, we've had everything we had up until then, including now a 50-inch TV, smart TV, Nick. 4K. Yep. That's nice. And a sound system to go along with all those other goodies. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the uh, the sack at this point. You get the, uh, the smart speaker, the Amazon Fire Stick, of course, the tablet as well as the big gigantic TV and the sound system. Now, all of that is somebody is going to win this week, which is nutsy cuckoo. Yeah, and plus, we'll get you, well, I was going to say, plus uh, a Monster Angus thick burger or two from Carl's Jr., that uh, third pound Angus patty, two of them, uh, four pieces of smoked bacon, a bunch of cheese and mayo. It's delicious. 
All right, you get those uh, guaranteed and possibly Santa's sack if you want to get in on it. 208-287-1003. You must defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. I'll say this to the listeners. Uh, sports are going to play a role at least a little bit in today's questions for you. Hello, The X. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry, what was your name? Liz. All right, Liz, you are up first. Liz, throughout Major League Baseball, the number 42 was officially retired to honor which Dodgers legend? Number 42, which Dodgers legend? I know him. I remember watching the movie. Now I just got to remember his name. Yeah, the movie, I believe, was called 42, in fact. Yeah, it was. It was called 42. Oh, Ah, you're going to have to go on to the next person. I'm so well, sorry. Wrong. It's okay, Liz. Thank you for listening. Thanks for playing as well. Hello, The X. Her movie retention is about as good as mine. <laughs> well, she remembered the title. Yeah. Hello, The X. It's Jeff. Jeff, throughout Major League Baseball, the number 42 is retired to honor which Dodgers legend? Jackie Robinson. Right. Correct. Big J, according to the Constitution, what's the minimum age required to become president of the United States of America? Oh, man. Uh, 32? Wrong. Is it 30? No. Wrong. It is not 30. Any other guesses? 34. Wrong. No. 47. Wrong. Uh, Jeff, that means you have one. Big J doesn't know his constitution. Do you happen to know the answer? Uh, Doesn't matter. 30. 30. No, Big J said 30. Wrong. 35. Right. 35 is what you have to be according to the constitution to be president of the United States of America. Hang on one second there. Jeff will hook you up with the Carl's Jr. for sure and put you on the list for Santa's sack, which will be given away. Not an uh, arbitrary number. Continue. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Aren't all numbers arbitrary? Hmm. We got ourselves a little bit of headlines. Those are next on the X-Rod. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's do some headlines. They are as follows. Enjoy your time. That'll do or now you know. That'll do. Never underestimate using a walking stick as a weapon, Big J. An 81-year-old man from Niles, Illinois, recently used his Irish shillelagh to chase off some burglars from his home. On November 4th, a man knocked on an elderly couple's front door saying they wanted to investigate a fuse box due to a transformer fire in the neighborhood the day before. While the couple was in the basement, they heard two other men in the house upstairs. That's when Dan Donovan, a former U.S. Marine, raced upstairs, grabbed his grandfather's shillelagh, which is a combination of like a walking stick and a club famous in Ireland. A shillelagh! He ran after all three men, hitting them each in the back of the head with a club. Captain Caveman style, man. Damn. His wife then called police. Donovan chased the three men outside and then started striking the SUV he had parked in his driveway. This is what happens. The burglars managed to steal a pillowcase, and it's not clear if they managed to grab anything else. Why grab the pillowcase? I guess maybe to put other things in. I'm not sure. Uh, it's not known if the burglars have been caught, but either way, they got some, uh, you know, Flintstone style, Flintstone style bumps on their head, courtesy of a shillelagh. Right in the back of the noggin. God damn. I like it. Uh, well done. And resourceful. My shillelagh. A plus. Enjoy your time, or now you know. Now you know. The organizers of the annual America's Best Restroom Contest have been flushed out, and they have a 2020 winner. Synthus Corporation named the public restroom in Bancroft Park in Colorado Springs, Colorado, as America's best public bathroom for the 19th annual contest. The high-tech restroom self-cleans itself after every 30 uses, features a touchless automatic toilet, some paper, 
some soap, some water dispensers, and hand dryers, and app alerts as the park maintenance supervisor when supplies are running low. Karen Polis is the director of Colorado Springs Park, and she says we're very proud to win this award since opening these new restrooms just a few short months ago. The amount of recognition we've received is a testament to the value people place on hygienic and memorable public restrooms. So now you know where the best public restroom in America is. Man. Now, you may not be a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan, but uh, those that have watched may recognize this as almost like to the T what George Costanza got rich doing. Do you remember the uh, when they did the Seinfeld reunion season? Yeah. And George Costanza was a millionaire from inventing an app that tells you about where very clean, very good public restrooms are? And I, I believe I, that that's a believable. That is a yeah. believable. He would come up with it, and it would be a million-dollar idea. Yeah. Also uh, believable. Because there is nothing worse than being in a gross public restroom. That's for sure. So now you know you got to go to Colorado Springs to go to the clean ones. And we'll wrap it up with enjoy your time. And sometimes the guard becomes the prisoner. A former federal prison guard, 48-year-old Victor DeJesus Jr., was sentenced in Miami federal court on Thursday because he pled guilty to charges stemming from being the person that smuggles stuff in. You always see how contraband gets into the prisons but you never see the people get caught but apparently this guy got caught he did admit to smuggling in cell phones cigarettes other contraband into the federal correctional institution in miami and this just wasn't some county jail this is a federal institution so this is a very serious crime officials say that beginning in december of 2018 uh, the jesus received thousands of dollars from inmates and their associates for bringing contraband into the low security prison he was sentenced to 10 years in prison, Big J. So that's how he'll spend it up. Good news is he'll probably know how to get stuff. Right? <laughs> when he's in there. So, uh, but 10 years in federal prison probably won't be fun. So a reminder. Can't imagine. Uh, don't do that and you won't get caught. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Asking Alexandria if they don't want what we want here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. And we think we may have found a new Christmas tradition for you, Big J. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Kill the old traditions. Down with them. Who needs it? I'm talking about uh, the gingerbread houses. Nick, uh, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've, been, uh, I've done a couple gingerbread bread house uh, competitions. How about you? Never. Uh, I have never built a gingerbread house. I'm not a fan of gingerbread, and so uh, I don't think I would do very good in it. Let you ever ask- won one of those? No, no, of course not. Um, have you ever, do you enjoy salami, Nick? Uh, I do enjoy salami, yes. Great. Here's... <laughs> This is turning uh, your family traditions upside down. Uh, I'm going to lay this on you. I should, I should cover. Now I can't see it. I perfectly fine earlier. Charcuterie. There we go. Because I looked at the word and it spelled weird. Uh, charcuterie chalet, Nick. Uh-huh. You familiar with a chalet? Uh, I didn't even know what a charcuterie was. So I know what a, I know what a chalet is. Okay. It's like a small house or yeah, it's, uh, like well, a it's shack. Well, it's one of my favorite things. Alliteration, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the charcuterie is the uh, the art of dried meats and uh, and cheeses and whatnots. So uh, somebody had decided, let's turn this upside down and do a charcuterie chalet and build these uh, nice houses out of uh, the smoked cured meats. Yeah, and, and I'm a fan. It, it's it's got uh, like some salami. It's got like breadsticks, obviously, to do the foundation. Some it looks like a ham or cured bacon or something like that on the roof. And I guess my only my only question is, 
You understand with gingerbread houses what holds it all together. It's icing, which makes sense, which makes it all edible. What kind of, what are you using as shackles? Soft cheeses. Okay, all right. Nick. Cheese spreads and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. To build it all Some together? Borson, maybe cheese spread in there. All right, that's a lot of cheese spread. Yeah, there. yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, maybe some uh, mustard grains, those sort of things. Uh, it seems like it would be, it would have to be, because th- there's got to be some viscosity. Plus, once it dries up, it's got to be able to have some sturdiness to it. So the cheese could be the only thing that I would think is holding that whole thing together. Yeah, the the uh, the example here is um, it's got a, a Swiss big piece of Swiss cheese as the door. Uh huh. A nice little salami um, walkway. So uh, I'm also guessing that the one thing about gingerbread houses is they're fairly uh, cost effective. This thing, I would guess, would probably quadruple uh, the cost of a regular Cur- oh, current house. market price. Yeah, this is like uh, house sales here in the Treasure Valley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would probably it's probably the cost of a real chalet to make this right. thing from scratch. So if you've got a bunch of money laying around and you'd rather make a house out of meat and cheese, then gingerbread and icing. Big J's got an idea for you. You putting together a contest? Yeah, no. No, no. I'd like to see you try but, your hand at some of this stuff. Like if I bought some breadsticks and some cheese spread and some like a like a meat tray, like a salami, you think you could put together a chalet for me? No, and I'll tell you why. Because I would eat it. Well, you can eat it when you're done. You can put it all together. Yeah, but that's you know, you start munching uh, halfway through. <laughs> That would be, I, that, you know what? That's the other point I didn't even think about. Some of these things probably wouldn't work very well at room temperature, right? Like, I mean, these meats and cheeses need to be cooled, otherwise they're, they'd start yeah, the to put off the smell. Get a, salami get a little slippery. Like you can't <laughs> start to sweat out a little bit. That's, you can't take an hour and a half to build this thing. It's the other part of it. You got to throw this thing together and quick, otherwise there's gonna be some interesting aromas in your Can house. You start a fire in the fireplace inside the chalet. Just burn it. Morning After with Nick and I and Big J. Some more holiday ideas for you and your family between porn ornaments and meat houses in We're your house. Knock it out of the park today. Look out. We got ourselves some bad impressions. That's next on the X Rock. J on 100.3, the X. Yeah, and we're going to get you set up with a gift card from Wendy's for $25. Go get you some uh, some awesomeness, maybe a classic chicken sandwich or a delicious pretzel bun cheeseburger. And Nick, uh, you just got to figure out who the bad impression is today to do that. 208-287-1003 if you'd like some food coming your way courtesy of us. Big J has prepared three clues. They revolve around somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is. And lunch, dinner, breakfast maybe even is on oh, us. Yeah. Depends on when you want to roll on in there. It's your call. Hello, the X. Hello, how you doing? We're good, man. What's your name? Chris. All right, Chris, you're up first, man. Chris, uh, it's a All fictional right. character, okay? All right. I was horribly disfigured in what I thought was an experimental procedure to cure my cancer. Uh, I want to say Deadpool. That's right. Oh, right on. <laughs> Good job, man. Hang on one second, Chris. What were clues two and three just for They fun? call me the Merc with a mouth because I have a real potty mouth, and sometimes I'm witty, and I enjoy chimichangas, and I really am not a fan of that Wolverine guy. And why is Deadpool in the news? I mean, a few months ago, Ryan Reynolds, they were like, yeah, Deadpool 3 probably not going to even happen at this point. Now, it's for sure happening, and they've got the writers... From Bob's Burgers, Nick, working on the script right now. That's cool. Uh, you watch Bob's Burgers? On occasion. I'll flip through it. Not a huge fan, though? Uh, I never really got into it. How come? 
I, you know, I don't know. I think it's H. John Benjamin's voice. Like, he's Archer. And so I know Bob's Burgers was first, but it's just, it's, it's a mind trip. I can't help it. Uh, so because he voices two different characters, yeah. you can't wrap your head around? Yeah, I can't. Uh, I just never got into it. But uh, writer meetings have been taking place over the past month uh, with Reynolds recently meeting with a handful of the writers to hear their pitches for the next installment. Uh, and they've decided on who it is. But, you know, I'm sure, again, it, it's going to be fine and good and awesome. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff done on set there. And listen, uh, Bob's Burgers is a very well-written show, so it's in good hands. I'm excited at just the fact there's going to be a Deadpool 3. Agree or disagree? Absolutely, because this is all, you know, inside of Disney's little pocket. Got to make it happen soon. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> I prevail every time you leave, wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this 23rd day of November. Thanks for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. We got to learn that Big J did some manly things this weekend, which is good. Claiming a win when you can take one is a very nice thing. Also wants to build some meat houses for you and your family for this holiday. And, of course, we also talked about (laughs) tournaments. And human flesh steak. It was uh, all over the map kind of show today. But we appreciate you hanging out with us on a Monday. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get sometimes when you do these, uh, when you watch these live stream pay-per-view events. Uh, um, Aaron Lewis has one. It's called From the Couch that he does, I guess, uh, every now and then. And him and Mike Mashuk did a uh, an acoustic version of Mud Shovel. It's the first time they've ever done it. Oh, they've never, well, yeah, that's not really a song that lends itself yeah. to acoustic stuff. You would imagine they would go from other songs in the Stain Library if they had to. But what was he, is it like a weekly kind of a video talk show that he does or something? Uh, I'm getting that kind of vibe, yeah. Right. Cool. I never heard of it. Uh, where they probably just get high and talk about stuff? Yeah, probably mostly just him being high and doing country Did music, he mention the, his pivotal role in our murder mystery during his podcast? Uh, not during this song. Mm. I, only, I haven't seen the whole thing. Oh, you didn't interrupt Mud Shovel to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, no. Hang on, before we hit the second verse, I just want to give a quick shout out to the X. Yeah, next time we see him, let's, let's replay his uh, whoever. He won't get it. He won't understand it. Uh. Next set of X Rock brought to you by Strong Volkswagen. Uh, unlock stronger pricing at strongvw.com. Jason Drew is coming up next. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the X Rock. You know what?